Hey guys, and welcome back to the Book of First podcast with me, Emma Tyndall, and a very Merry Christmas to you all. Um, or as they say in North America, Happy Holidays. <laughs> I've been feeling a little bit reflective and nostalgic around Christmas this year for some reason, probably because I'm so far away from home and, you know, wondering what I'd be doing if I was around friends and family right now. Um, so as a means of kind of feeling a little bit more connected and Christmassy, I have been gathering different Christmas stories from you lovely listeners to make the final episode of 2022, which I am choosing to call The Book of Christmas Firsts. So imaginative, I know. This is also conveniently and very much on brand, the first podcast I've ever hosted entirely on my own. So if you dislike the sound of my voice as much as I do, which would be weird considering you're here in the first place, then I would strongly suggest um, switching off now because yeah, it's just me today, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. And um, if me being here on my own isn't totally a deterrent, then um, stay tuned excited for the episode. Speaking of, I am hoping that 2023 is going to be a big year for the podcast, but that only happens if you guys stick around. So if you haven't already, please, please, please hit the subscribe button on the homepage. It's just a little tick icon on Spotify or iTunes, top right-hand corner. Um, and that means you are following the show and you'll get notifications with a new episode drops. Um, and that would mean the world to me if you did that. Sorry for the podcast spiel, but it's a necessity at this point. So thank you. So this episode, I wanted to explore all of the various firsts that many of us experience at Christmas time, from the first Christmas you spent on your own to the first Christmas spent with a new partner, and also going to be throwing in some of your first Christmas memories as well, which are super nostalgic and cute. So I'm excited to get to those. Um, another idea to make this listen even more fun for you guys at home, if anyone fancies a drinking game, every time I say the word first, uh, potentially a sip of Bailey's or a bit of mulled wine, because um, I'm going to be saying it a lot. I would join in too, but fear I may be on the floor by the end of the episode. So don't know if that's particularly the, the right move for me just yet. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you're ready to get festive and reflective. So I wanted to kick off the show with some short anecdotes that people have sent in about their first memories of Christmas. Um, and I think a lot of people will be able to relate to these. Personally, one of my first memories of Christmas was when my brother dressed up as Santa and he came to surprise us. And my little sister took one look at him and was so terrified that she ran away and was crying and wouldn't come out until he'd left. Um, we've got a lot of entries from you guys at home of your first memories of as well so here are a few to get you going i just remember waking up in the morning and keeping my eyes tight shut while i used my feet to feel the presents in the stocking at the bottom of the bed oh my gosh i used to do this too it was so fun to kind of guess what you had and that feeling of keeping your eyes shut because once you open them then it's actually christmas day and obviously christmas just disappears like so quickly so yeah i totally concur with that um we had a few food related voice notes of course what is christmas without the first memories of you know 
cooking smells. We've got the smells of mince pies. Um, Meg said about the traditional Christmas breakfast that they always used to have and how parents and grandparents go all out in making the food the best it can possibly be. Also on the food note, someone sent in um, counting out the amount of chocolate I got compared to my sister and Lord have mercy if there was even an ounce of difference. Can wholly relate to that. (laughs) Somebody else wrote in saying, I remember lining up all the chairs in the hallway and dressing all in red and pretending I was Santa and whipping my brother pretending he was a reindeer. Super cute. Um, Also, someone wrote in saying, my first memory of Christmas was hearing Santa's sleigh bells on the roof and genuinely feeling so naughty that I was still awake. In hindsight, I'm pretty sure it was just someone in another room folding up a Christmas jumper which had bells on. (laughs) And I love that because it's so funny when you think back to how much you convince yourself of things as a kid around Christmas and how I, I swear I used to hear Santa on the roof and it was probably just a squirrel in the loft or something. But anyway, um... This one's really sweet as well. Me and my sister sleeping on a mattress in my mum and dad's room on Christmas Eve and then opening presents at the bottom of their bed on Christmas morning. Cute. Um, That one in particular, I find it interesting. The order of people's Christmases. Like some people open their presents straight away in the morning. Others wait until four in the afternoon. Um, And then obviously some people have Christmas lunch. I've heard as early as 11 a.m., which is bizarre to me, Um, but right the way through to 7 p.m. as well. Which leads quite nicely, actually, onto our next story that someone sent in, which is the first Christmas I spent with a partner. He spent the entire day saying how we were getting the order of things completely wrong, having dinner too late and bucks fizz at the wrong time. And yeah, anyway, he pissed everyone off, (laughs) which really made me laugh. And also, I'm curious if you're listening. Thank you for sending that story in. But also, are you guys still together? Did you make it through? Are you still compromising over Christmas? This one's also a personal favourite of mine. So moving more away from first Christmas memories, we just have Christmas firsts in general. And this this one made me laugh. So I remember the first time I realised that minced pies were actually fruit and not mincemeat and then finally understood why people were looking at me weirdly when I was declining them at Christmas gatherings saying I couldn't have one because I was vegetarian. (laughs) Which is so good. Um, Mince pies tragically are not a thing in Canada and it's really sad I, I realized this a couple of weeks ago I asked a friend oh, do you guys have mince pie here and they're like as in like like meat pie I was like no no not meat pie um so if you were in Canada uh, it would it would go down a lot better but yeah I can see how in England maybe not we've also got someone wrote in who said I remember my first hungover Christmas threw up all day couldn't even eat the turkey managed to get out of bed at 9 p.m it was horrific that is a bad that's a bad bad christmas (laughs) but it's funny because christmas eve is such a fun time of year to go out i think everyone's in sort of the higher spirits i'd considered christmas eve probably a better night than new year's because there's just less expectation i suppose um but yeah that sounds like a very tragic christmas day Um, somebody else wrote in the first time that she and her sister bought uh, each other exactly the same thing for Christmas a DVD box set of the TV show Popular and then somebody else has written in saying this may not be the kind of first you're looking for but I remember the first time I didn't cry while watching that Emma Thompson scene in Love Actually and genuinely feel like I progressed as a human this hit me on another level I cannot I literally cannot help but cry every time that scene plays so I applaud you very very good um self-control that is growth right there not crying at that scene I'm I'm impressed 
So now we're going to move on to some more Christmas first stories. Someone sent in a brilliant voice note about the first Christmas he ever spent on his own. Now, that sounds super sad, right? But this is actually such an uplifting and surprising story on many levels and the opposite of what I would consider a lonely Christmas to be. Granted, he did spend it in Bali, so it was already going to be pretty great. But I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. So my first Christmas on my own was when I was living abroad in Singapore and decided, you know what, I don't want to be sat in an apartment doing nothing. So I decided to spend Christmas in uh, in Bali. So I flew over to Bali and on Christmas Day, I think I woke up at maybe like 4 a.m., got a coach up to, uh, up to a mountain and I climbed to the top of a mountain on Christmas Day to sit and watch the, uh, the sunrise. Then uh, decided pretty much uh, the night before that I wanted to go to the Gili Islands, to Gili Tea. So jumped in a minivan. Um, I met a, uh, an American girl on there um, who was over on holiday as well, who's traveling on our own. We, you know, spent the next two hours traveling over to the Gili Islands together on, a, on the minibus and on a boat, um, really got to know each other. Um, and when we kind of got to the Gili Islands, we, you know, had a barbecue and was like, you know what, fuck it, let's, let's do something fun. So decided to take magic mushroom shakes. Um, both took like a large magic mushroom shakes. It was both our first time doing them. And was kind of walking to the beach, tripping. And like at this point, it was when the sun was coming down. So it was like, fuck, let's go watch the sunset on the beach. That'd be fucking amazing. Um, so we sat there and basically just spent the next like an hour just tripping the fuck out on a beach, like looking at the clouds, seeing random shit, looking at the sea and seeing it like move and come in and out and shit like this. Um, at the same time, we almost got attacked by a runaway horse who just for some reason happened to like sprint past us with the owner coming behind it on another horse, trying to catch it. It was the fucking most bizarre experience ever. And then while still tripping on uh, mushrooms, kind of went out to this warehouse rave, um, smoked a couple of joints, drank a few drinks, was dancing to like 2, 3 a.m. And then, uh, yeah, she came back to mine and we, we, we hooked up. And that was my first uh, Christmas on my own. If that isn't a Christmas to remember, then I really do not know what is. Um... On the topic of spending Christmas alone also ties in quite nicely with our next story, which is the first Christmas spent away from family. So as we all probably recall, last year Christmas was ruined for many by the delightful Omicron variant who reared its ugly head at the prime time to cancel Christmas. And so this is the story all about how some unsuspecting youths were forced to spend Christmas away from their families and so decided to get creative and have a friendmas instead. So last year, the weekend before Christmas, we decided to have a Christmas party and this was when Omicron was doing the rounds. Uh, we thought it would be sensible for everyone to do a COVID test and everyone obviously had negative tests and then we had the party and thought everything was fine. And then two days later, someone did another COVID test, which turned out to be positive. And then one by one, we were all doing our COVID tests and dropping like flies and everyone was testing positive. Uh, we initially obviously thought it was the end of the world and Christmas had been ruined by COVID for another year. But then we decided as we all had COVID, we may as well spend Christmas together. So everyone came back here on Christmas Day, um, which turned out to be really fun. We had Alice cook us a professional style Christmas dinner with us all helping and chipping in. Um, and then we did all the 
traditional Christmas Day things that we'd usually do with our families. Uh, we bought each other presents, we had Bucksfist for breakfast, we decorated the table and had crackers, played Articulate and other board games, ate lots of food and cheese and we made our way through a box of, I think it was 25 bottles of wine. Um, so we actually ended up having such a good day and it was a memorable Christmas that I don't think we'll forget because if you're you're usually lucky enough to spend Christmas with your family, but it's not very often and it's unlikely that we'll ever get to spend Christmas again with eight of our closest friends. So it turned out to be a pretty good day all in all. Thank you to Emma for sending this in. Um, another first Christmas without your family story. This one wasn't actually sent in. I actually saw it on Twitter, but I wanted to add it in here because it was really sweet and along the same theme of the first Christmas spent without your family and it's by a blogger called Kate Austin and she shared the story originally in 2019 but reshared it earlier this month and I wanted to read it to you guys she said for those of you who don't know I'm not accepted by my parents for being gay I have struggled for five years with them and this year I decided to cut off contact this is my first Christmas not with them and my fiance's dad gifted me a present and signed it with this and she basically attaches a photo um, of a gift tag of a present saying to Katie love dad from her fiance's father and yeah I just thought that was such a beautiful example of how Christmas can be you know a really sad time but also you know a chance for new beginnings and to make new memories and have new traditions as well um I just thought it was it was really lovely so that story uh, I think reading it reminded me of another first which many of us have at Christmas which is the first Christmas either with or without a loved one and a close friend of mine sent in a really lovely message about this Christmas being the first year in five years that he's actually excited because he is spending it with his boyfriend as they've just moved in together um, and it just filled me with so much joy because the reason for him not really enjoying this time of year as much was because of a tragic incident in his family and I wanted to touch on this and kind of take a moment to recognise just how tough this time of year can be for anyone who's experienced loss. And, you know, maybe the first Christmas you're spending without someone can be incredibly tough and doesn't necessarily get any easier. Um, and I didn't want to get too deep into this episode, you know, keep it light, uplifting, sentimental. But it does feel kind of fitting to tell this next story, which is actually um, one of mine. Well, writing into my own podcast. Is that sad? I'm not sure. But yeah, I wanted to share this story with you because um, it's got to a point where I do take a lot of love and, and I guess sentimentality from what happened to my family at Christmas a few years ago. And yeah, wanted to share it with you guys. So, so here goes. Um, Christmas in my family, like many, is very much stooped in tradition we would always spend it at my nan's house down in the new forest and she and my grandpa would host the whole family and it was a time of year that my nan really came into her element she was hostess with the mostess a baking queen would bake for days before and like cook everything we'd have a big christmas party two days before and the whole festive period was just such a busy and beautiful rush um, which is why it was even more poignant when in the early hours of Christmas morning in 2014, my Nana uh, passed away um, on, yeah, on Christmas Day. And I remember hearing the grandfather clock in the house chime 12. And a few moments later, we got the call from the hospice and I was lying in bed next to my sister and my cousin. And I think we all knew that each other were awake and we all knew what that 
cool inevitably meant and it was obviously such an incredibly sad day and a very very sad Christmas but also almost felt right for her to leave us on that day um and what was really spooky and even more poignant was that later that day her cake mixer which she used to bake everything with um stopped working and I remember my mum saying you know it was like it had run its course just just like she had and you know now I think I look back at that moment and think as painful as that was that day was and always will be the day that brought her the most joy and I will always think of her and my grandpa on that day now more than ever um but I think events like these are so painful because rarely when you have a first Christmas without someone do you fully appreciate the last one that you got to have with them um So yeah, you can't see me right now, but I am raising my metaphorical glass to all those who we are without on Christmas, not just this year, but, you know, always. Um, We see you and we love you. And this is to you. Okay, rounding off things in a slightly chirpier fashion or not, depending how you look at it, but we had a few people write in with their classic the first time they found out Santa wasn't real stories. And all I can say is that we've got a lot of very uh, manipulative, sneaky, clever kids growing up, us millennials. Um, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. <laughs> um, it also seems that the median age range is around eight or nine. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe you were a bit earlier, a bit later, but that seems to be the time when everyone started finding out the heart gut wrenching truth that Santa is in fact not real. So somebody wrote in and said, one Christmas when I was about eight or nine, I began to get the inkling he wasn't real, but still really wanted to hold on to the dream. Then that Christmas, I told myself I would stay up all night and I was literally slapping in caps locks, slapping myself around the face to stay awake. And then my heart broke when I saw my mum sneak in and put the stocking at the end of the bed. It's one of those weird things, isn't it? Where you know in your gut that something is true and you don't want to find out and yet you're battling with yourself to know um we also had another one saying midway through the year i randomly asked my mum if she would ever lie to me and she said no then i asked her if santa was real and she panicked and shouted no he's not so then i asked her obviously about the tooth fairy and the easter bunny etc anyway long story short i was eight and i cried lots in the corner of a clothes shop while she was trying stuff on (laughs) which is very smart manipulation for a kid asking to your parent if your parents would lie to you and then saying throwing that straight in afterwards um because it's rule number one of parenting right you know you teach your kids not to lie and then you feed them this lie basically from their birth so yeah always find the whole santa thing quite an interesting one so a few more stories we had someone who read it in a magazine found out santa wasn't real a couple whose siblings told them which i'm pretty sure i was guilty of i'm 99 percent sure i told my sister when i found out um which is so unfair because obviously they're younger like they the dream dies so much earlier for them um one person found the Christmas list she'd written and posted to Sansa in her parents' bedside table. And then when she opened it, she'd realized someone had drawn ticks next to each item. That's like something from a movie. Um, and someone else wrote in to say that her sister recognized the writing on the presents as being identical to their mum's handwriting and commenting on it on Christmas morning. Um, which is also a very smart move. You know, kids are intelligent. I think we forget this. And then we have my personal favourite, 
realizing Santa isn't real story was someone wrote in and said, I was 11 years old, which on reflection is probably quite late to find this out. And it was actually my baby cousin who was like seven or eight who told me on Christmas Eve while we were putting down the mince pies and carrots that this was all for show and none of it was real. And I basically had to pretend that I knew everything too to save face. But inside I was dying that this seven year old was more switched on about the world than I was because I was still so convinced Santa was real. Oh yeah, that is one way you've really got to try and save face. Also, 11 years old, I'm pretty sure at secondary school at that point, and that is incredibly late to find out that Santa isn't real. But kudos to your parents for, you know, managing to keep that a secret. That's actually pretty impressive. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. I appreciate it's been a little bit of a uh, spin-off and everything's sort of been chucked together in a bit of an ad hoc way. But yeah, I just really wanted to highlight some of these lovely Christmas stories and thank you for sending them in. Um, I really appreciate it. And it's actually been super fun for me. I love hearing from you guys and I love reading these these stories out. Um, They are super cute. And they've got me in a proper festive mood as well. So yeah, cheers. But that's it from me for 2022. I hope you all have a really lovely Christmas. Switch off, chill out, and I will be back in January with more episodes coming your way with the Book of Firsts podcast. So yeah, stay tuned and here's 2023. May it be an absolute belter.